You know, I always wanted to include this in an episode. The great, before she was on her, on her own one solo, the great and amazing Nina Gordon. I, her voice to me has always been so addicting. And this is a great song that she did with, well, Veruca Salt. Uh, this is a phenomenal song. And she, when she went on her own, she did even more magic. Her, to me, and maybe not to many other people, but to me, her voice is really, really addictive. I like her. I really, really like her a lot. And you always have to remember. Can't fight the And there's something I wanted to wander off about, go on quite a tangent, and get into as much as I know and a lot of the information and the in-depth knowledge that I know. And there's a lot of information that that just comes to mind, that explores to mind. And it may seem it may seem kind of far fetched and a bit of a stretch. It's just it's it's just bear with me and hang with me. Are you crazy? No, Professor, I am not. Well, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> maybe just a little uh, a little bit. I wanted to touch on get into the inaccuracies of Titanic and what and what James Cameron and a lot of a lot of history has gone wrong. And things that things that just kind of seem like it's wandering wandering other and I wanted to touch on that. Any more ridiculous ideas? No, not much. Well, I mean, a few. None of them are rushing to mind right now. But not if not a lot. But there's a lot of, as anyone who has been recently reading the podcast Facebook community knows that there's a lot of historical inaccuracies that... And I apologize for those who like James Cameron. I, I will give him credit that he is very creative. He's very imaginative. And he can think of worlds that most people wouldn't even con- concoct or con- con- conceive of Avatar. There's a lot of things with that he got wrong. Got wrong. And the thing that, that bugs me a lot is that I know a lot. And for me and for people who have studied I know a lot about Titanic, and people who have studied it a lot know a lot about it and can get a lot into it and delve into it a lot for you and with you, as, as can I. Hopefully, hopefully, if you ask some more questions and people want to ask some more questions, I'll be able to fill them in for you. But there's a lot of, if you see, if you see Cameron's 97 movie Titanic, don't assume that it's reality, that it's what happened, because most of the time it's not. Um, it's, it's not really what, it's not reality. There's a lot of things that Cameron got wrong, and there's a lot of things that he, he, he tends to, in my opinion and from what I've seen, he tends to oversell or overpromote things. Um, he did it with, unfortunately, he did it with Titanic, 
And that was a story, yes, there's a story that needed to be told again in a different way. But he didn't need to oversell it and sell it in a way that sounds like he's trying to make money or trying to promote, make, make profit off of it. And the one thing he has to realize, and everyone, amongst other things, and everyone has to realize is that he's not like an avatar. He's not profiting off a fantastical world, a fictional world that didn't exist. He's profiting off a tragedy, something that historically happened. This actually happened, and actually, and it actually existed, actually occurred. So he's trying. He's profiting off of that, and that's just that's just weird, and that's just odd, and maybe wrong in a sense to me. But if you're gonna put something out like that out, and you're gonna and you're gonna sh- or try to show that pe- have people assume that what you're showing is historically accurate, then don't try to profit off of it like like a bigwig. Now, I understand what I've said before, thousands of times before, that because of my belief in film and my education, is that every every movie you see, every single movie that's ever been made, no movie is true. No movie is is historically accurate. It's up to the person's perception and how they choose to depict the event that happened, whether it's a historically accurate or historically accurate. Whether it's a historical event or not, it's their perception of how that event occurred. Even if they read historical documents that detail exactly the details of how it happened, it's still that director's and their producer's and that writer's perception of how that event occurred. There are a lot of, a lot of, th- a lot of things. What you have to realize with Titanic is, is it's it's an actual event. It's an actual ship. It really existed and it actually occurred. And what you're messing with is people's legends, and you're messing with people's lives, and you're telling a story that that may not be accurate. It may not be depicting them and who they actually were. Now, to my to my knowledge and from what I've understanding, uh, Victor Garber is a great actor. He was Thomas Andrews. Uh, Victor Garber was a great actor, and the way Cameron portrayed him is kind of like a pushover, kind of like uh, a, like a Nancy boy pushover. That's not really who Thomas Andrews and Thomas Andrews was. He and a lot of times he chose to depict the White Star Line and Bruce Ismay. He chose to depict them as villains because he was telling a story, and admittedly from his point of view, which I get, you needed he needed a villain. And he chose, um, not only did he chose Billy Zane's character, but he chose Bruce Ismay. And he needed a villain, so he picked Bruce Ismay and the White Star Line and Harland and Wolf, and he picked those people as villains. And he made them villains. And they didn't, they didn't really deserve to be. They did things, yes. They did things that were wrong, and they every every shipmaker does, and every shipmaker has. They did things that were wrong, and maybe there was some oversight in certain areas. But what you have to kind of understand is that you can't look at the Titanic and its sisters, the Olympic and the Britannic. You can't look at the Titanic and the era that it sailed in with from 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 eyes of today. Because that's just not going to work. You have to look at it through the era of the shipbuilding at the time. 
and what the atmosphere and what the, what the area with the time and the, and the atmosphere around the Titanic and the Olympic and the Britannic at the time was and how and and how that and how the attitudes and the cultures of that time came out came about now when you compare when you compare the Titanic to, to cruise ships today the Titanic is like a dinghy you've seen if you look up pictures of Titanic compared to modern cruise ships, the Titanic is a dinghy. It's like a lifeboat. And it was it is the most it is the most legendary and most famous cruise ship of all time. Everyone knows what it is. Like if if someone were to tell you Titanic, you know what it is. You might not be able to picture the ship in your head and know the full story or even part of it, but you know what it is and you know what people are talking about. The Titanic is legend, and you are when you get the stories wrong, and you get information deliberately wrong to promote drama. You are doing a disservice to the people's memories and the people who who sailed and survived, and survived, and the people who died. And you're doing a disservice to that. And you have to so know. A lot of the stories that Cameron got made throughout the movie saying that the gates between the, the the second, third classes and the first class, the gates and the stairways that were locked, that's not true. That didn't happen. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of videos that I posted in the podcast Facebook community that talk about what actually happened. Um, there are, there's, there's proof and there's cases that the White Star Line... <clears throat> that the White Star Line and Holland and Harland and Wolf and other things were much more gracious than that. You also have to think, not just from the era and the culture of the ships at the time, but in general. Does anyone who builds a ship or constructs a ship want to make part of the ship inaccessible to passengers? Well, you, I know you're probably rolling your eyes and saying yes, because that's why there there are pinnacle class exclusive lounges and exclusive lounges to higher higher class officials on the ship. Well, those exist today. And honestly, those have existed since before the, before the Titanic. Um, but no, no, shipbuilding, no shipbuilding company wants to make a part of their ship inaccessible to to other other passengers. They don't want to cl- they don't want to in dire situations they're not going to close off a part of the ship, close the gates and prevent people from passing through when they darn well know that should the ship become in in become in disaster that if they close those gates, there are people who are not there's people who are not going to be able to get out and not going to survive and that's going to destroy them as it did as the Titanic did for for the White Star Line and Harlander Wolf. The Harlander Wolf lasted much longer, but it, it did go down afterwards. The Titanic destroyed White Star Line. Now, here's an interesting fact that most people don't know. Of its siblings, Titanic, Britannic, and, and the Olympic, the only ship to survive without a sinking, the only ship to survive its voyages was the Olympic. They all, all the sisters, the Olympic, like I said, Olympic, Titanic, Britannic, 
all the sisters had a major seagoing accident, but only the Olympics survived. Just an interesting, just an interesting side fact, and I can't recall what the what the class of the Titanic was. I can't the Titanic Olympic or Britannic. I can't recall what the class ship, what the class was. One of the things that that um, that the ship that the problem that I have also with Titanic with the movie and Cameron is that I have often said Cameron the movie's called Titanic not Jack and Rose. Now that say what you want saying that maybe Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet made the movie or stole the movie and that was the reason why Cameron did that. You can say that. But it seems to be if you're trying to tell the story of a ship that set an icon for its time, which it seems like that was where Cameron was going, then you you don't want to call the movie you want to call the movie Titanic. You don't want to call it. You don't want to have two characters on there and then start focusing on the characters and like, oh yeah, they're on this legendary ship. Well, James, what's the story here? The ship or the pe- or the two kids on it. Now it's that's 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 just kind of confusing. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of inaccuracies that he got wrong. One of the ones is that there were no ships nearby. Well, we know we know that not to be true. We know that for a hundred percent fact, and most people know that's not true. Isn't so much as a lie. Not technically a lie, I. Yes, it was more like an omitted information, but he did say, and he did kind of imply that there were no ships nearby as the Titanic was sinking. Now, yes, where it sank in the North Atlantic was was pitch black and the water was freezing. Yes, but there were ships nearby. The California was nearby, and the Carpathia, which ended up being one of the rescue ships. The Carpathia and the Californian were nearby. The Californian had had turned off or had turned off its wireless and, and other information. It turned it off for the night, so that whatever Titanic had been sending out, or whatever it was was going to send out, the Californian wasn't going to get. <coughs> Cough attack. You may hear that a couple more times. So whatever Titanic was going to say, or any ship in that vicinity for that matter, the Californian wasn't going to get, because it was off. Now, there, the Carpathia might have, and the Carpathia did, Captain, I want to say the, the Californian was Stanley, Californian was Stanley Lord, and the Carpathia was Arthur Rostron. <coughs> So there were ships that were nearby. The the ship, the closest ship, the Californian, wouldn't have heard them. The Carpathia that did it was four hours away on sea. So it was the only one that could have gotten there. It was the only one that could have gotten there in enough time, or in in time enough. It could have gotten there in time enough. Sorry, wrong wrong way to say that. <clears throat> There's a lot of in inaccuracies. 
trying to scroll here, but my Google worksheet, which I've got references on, the Google is not behaving itself. In the film, the captain is told that the closest ship is the Carpathia, which can be there to help in no less than four hours. But that's technically not true. There were other ships nearby who were close enough to see the Titanic's light in the distance. In fact, the crew of the Californian saw the emergency flares fired up by the Titanic's crew. However, it's the, the, there's still a debate as to why they didn't go. Toward the end, we see Captain, Captain E.J. Smith shutting himself in the wheelhouse just before the water floods in and takes his life. Sadly, for the captain, that was accurate. He really did choose to go down with his ship. That was... That was... That was pretty... A, a glaring fact. And at the time... It was it was assumed and it was it was given to captains the one that took command of the ship that should something happen to your ship, you go down with the ship, or you 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 accept that when you take command of a ship, you accept that you go down with the ship, and that's just I know that's a horrifying thing to even come to terms with, but that's what that's what you assume. And the most heartbreaking, like, like I mentioned, the most heartbreaking thing to watch is the way the third-class passengers are locked below decks and aren't even given the chance to try and reach a lifeboat. But that, like I said, is inaccurate. There were class tensions at the time, but the gates were only there to comply with American immigration laws so that the, immigrations, the immigrants' eventual arrival in New York City would run smoothly. Well, that's not entirely accurate. True that that accurate. True that's not entirely accurate either. That article I just referred to, the gates weren't there to necessarily comply with American immigration laws. They were kind of there to, in case of, in case of security issues or in case of things where they had to close the gates they were there for, for for that reason not to keep people away or to separate people out that wasn't what they were there for they were there for for security security issues I guess there's a lot of things that there's a video I just posted a few minutes ago that explains the capacity of the of the ship of the lifeboats there were now they they said that they were the lifeboats weren't filled to capacity as they lowered them down from the davits from the titanic's decks well yes they weren't filled to capacity but there's a reason for that the video will explain the video i posted in the podcast facebook community will explain why the boats weren't weren't as half weren't half full or weren't half full why the boats why the boats weren't as full 
where the bug burst. Sorry, getting tongue tied. You got, you lovely. You got to hear. <laughs> um, there, there were things he got wrong. A lot of the time, what was interesting, an interesting side fact that you see in a lot of behind the scenes thing, was that he, the model, he act. There was actually a model that was built for the movie. That uh, that they built a model of the Titanic for the movie and for the sinking scenes, and they wanted to show it like it was slipping, like like it was sinking, but they did it in a really large pool, I guess in Florida or somewhere, and the water for for the actors for for Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and all the other actors. The water was actually quite comfortable. And what what the actors had to do is they had to they had to apply makeup to Leo DiCaprio's face and they had to apply makeup to all the other actors that were in the water. And they the actors had to act like they were freezing and like it was cold. <coughs> and truth be told, it was quite comfortable. So that's they were and they were essentially just just going for a swim, so to speak. And I guess at some point, from what I've seen, Leo DiCaprio had to swim offset or float. Like when he went underwater, he kind of had they had to shoot it differently. Like he was holding his breath to go underwater, and then they cut that scene, and then he popped back up and swam away. Um, that's that's how I understood it, and that's what the last thing that, that that's what it was explained to me. There's a there's and I, I know I've said there's what I people have asked that I've had a lot of listeners ask if there's one place that you could go one place and I you're gonna easily say I know what the answer to this one is because it's the topic of what you're doing on this episode um, if there's one place that you would visit and that you would love to visit that would make you speechless and 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 unable to move, what would you do or where would you go? Like I said, easily, easy Titanic. And not a rebuild. Not a remodel or a rebuild or a reconstruction or something. The actual thing. The actual ship. I would. I don't know what would have to happen or how it would have to occur to get to that point where I would have to get a sub or take a sub that far down into the North Atlantic. But I would love to see the actual ship. To see the actual Titanic. And even if it's just the bow. I would love to see the actual Titanic. And what you have to. What. What I would realize. And what everyone has to realize. Is that. This is not some. This is not some. Model or something. Or some. This is a sacred gravesite. This is the actual thing. This is the this is the actual ship that hit the iceberg like two miles or miles above you, above me right now. This is the thing, the actual thing that hit that berg, and it's down here now. And I am going over it, or through it, or around it. I'm going around it. And it's just, I've seen videos of people exploring it and visiting it, and it just leaves me speechless. And it'd be like I was... 
I would be like socked in the gut. The wind would leave, would, would, would vaporize right out of me, and I would be so like so full of emotion and completely overwhelmed and overcome. Like not just because of how I revere it and how I look up towards them, look up, look up to it, and look up to what the le- what legend it is, but. I would be in the presence of Captain E.J. Smith and and Murdoch and all the people who served on it and all the other people who, who passed away, who died. And I would be in their presence and flying over via sub or going over a sacred site, a remarkable sacred site. And it just... It would touch me. It touched me so pr- profoundly that you there's there are things that there are things that you can see. You can see images. There's a the Titanic exhibit that's at the Luxor in Vegas, and several traveling exhibitions show it too. There's a Titanic exhibit which I would encourage anyone to go visit. The Titanic exhibit at the Luxor in Vegas. Um, I've seen it a few times just because I love like like I like I've been mentioning this whole episode. I love seeing things like that and viewing things like that and witnessing it. And it's just it's something else. You see, you see shoes and you see wine bottles, and in one of the exhibits you see this bottle of wine, this wine bottle. Obviously, it's pressurized. But you see this bottle of wine, and there's wine in there. In the bottle, there's still wine in there. And you can imagine, at this point, after 100, I would believe it's 111, after 111 years, how how foul that wine has turned by now. But there's wine in that bottle. And you think about where that wine has been. And how, I mean, it just occurs to you, how valuable is that wine? How amazing is it to, to, to be there? And you walk along parts of the exhibit, as you're going through the exhibit, you walk along parts of the exhibit that are designed to look like one of the promenade decks on the ship. And even though you know you're in Vegas and you know you're in the exhibit, it feels like this was... This might have been what it looked like that night out on the ocean. And it's just, it's, it completely floors you. It completely... Co- Sorry, a yawn stuck up on me there. That's right, I yawned. It just totally floors you. And what, I, what I've wanted to say before I get into what you see at the end, what I've wanted to say and wanted to tell everyone... Is if you see, if you see Titanic, don't think that what you're seeing is historically accurate because it's not. There are a lot of things that Cameron, which I've mentioned a few of, there are a lot of things that Cameron got wrong, and there's a lot of things that he, that's that's very inaccurate. There's some things that he there's some things that he did get a little bit right. Or get close to right, but there's a lot of it is, histor- is historically very, very, very inaccurate. So watch it for and understand the entertainment value of what you're seeing, 
also understand that that not doing at all, doing it at all, this is a little bit closer than not doing at all. It's not correct and not accurate, but this is a little bit closer than not doing it at all. Um, when you so going back to the exhibit, when you're going through the exhibit, you just take in, you just take your time, and yes, like I said, it's 111 years ago, but take your time going through the exhibit and take in everything that's around you and understand what you're in the presence of. You're not in the presence of these necessarily in the presence of these these memorabilia these things that were that were on the ship you're in these things belong to someone they some of the passengers these are people's property and people own these and use these and that wine bottle people drank out of that people's people who were on the ship who people who passed away and people who died drank out of those and this is this is a sacred it's a sacred thing and then before well before you go one of the things I forgot to mention before you go into the exhibit they give you a little card and it has a passenger's name and you don't know whether or not your passenger you don't know whether or not you survived or died and you only find out at the end as you're going through the exhibit just hold on to the card as you're going through the exhibit and look at everything, take everything in, realize that what you're looking at is not someone's it's not someone not someone didn't make it up. Someone didn't didn't find it and, and then make a model of what it looked like. This is the actual thing. This wine bottle, I keep going back to using that example. This wine bottle, these other things, actually were on the ship. They belong to someone. They were part. It's just, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. And it totally floors you. And then what completely, completely baffles you, completely baffles you the whole time is it makes the story feel, and it makes the legend, it makes everything feel human. And it gives you a human connection to it. And then at the end, you get to the end, and there's something called the big piece. There's a huge part with. The, with the permission from the Titanic Historical Society now, there's a, there's a big piece that they cut off, that they took off the ship. And they preserved, they brought it up, and they preserved it. They put it under solutions and preserved it. There's a part of the ship that they brought up. And it's hanging. It's suspended from... I don't know why this. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know why I want to say this, because this may not be right. But it's like a gantry. It's hanging from, from some metal rafters, and it's part of the actual ship. It's not fake. It's not modeled. It's the actual ship. It's part of it, and they they say they don't want you to touch it because well, well it makes perfect understanding. They don't want you to touch it because they don't know those the oils on your skin. Well, what they're going to do but it's you're standing in the presence of the actual ship a piece of it and you see cabin holes and windows where where people's cabins were and I think there's another picture there's another model nearby that tells you where this piece is from where it is where it was on the ship and 
it's just, it completely floors you. And other than wanting to be like me, I would want to be in the prisons and go down to the bottom of the North Atlantic and see the actual thing. This is the closest thing to that. You're actually inches away from the actual thing, from the actual ship. And it takes, the, it sucks the wind right out of you. <coughs> Sorry again. Cough attack once again. It just sucks the wind right out of you. It takes it right out of you. And it's so... It just it just completely blows your mind. There's a lot of... Like I have been saying... Just, just take everything into respect. See it for what depiction of the event... The event of the time actually ha- might have happened. Again, it's not, it's not historically accurate. But some things are close and some things are not. You shouldn't... If you're Cameron and you're making a movie... You shouldn't make a movie for the purpose of making drama. You should, and you're making. If you're making a movie about something like this, about Titanic that actually happened, then try to get some of it right, and not just try to blow things up based on your depiction. Based on, based on, don't make things up, and because people are going to assume that it's true when it's not. So just don't make some. Don't make things up. Take into consideration that Cameron likes to go over the top for dramatic sake and take into account that this is his perception of what happened I know there's a lot more I could say about Titanic and there's a lot more that I want to get into but thank you all so much for listening stick around for more in the end here want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere Go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N-U-Y-A-W-K, on YouTube. You will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained. You will love every second of what you're seeing. Go to YouTube and check out N-U-Y-A-W-K You'll love what you're seeing You'll enjoy every second of it Want to check out the best cruising podcast everywhere? Check out Fantastic Cruising On YouTube and your favorite podcast platform And on their Facebook community Check out Fantastic Cruising A great, great adventure you will love, love listening to and watching. Want to check out the environment, the climate, the planet, and everything we can do to have an impact on it? Check out City Climate Corner on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify on everything. You won't be disappointed. You'll enjoy and love what you're listening to.